0: Welcome to the Free Ballers Podcast. I'm Alex. I'll be joined by John here in a minute, as usual. You can catch us on Twitter at FreeBallersPod or shoot us an email at FreeBallersPod at gmail.com. On this episode, we talk about the quickly approaching return of the NBA season the james harden situation in houston the russell westbrook trade and a little bit of extension talk we also cover the boston celtics trade exception created by the gordon hayward deal thanks for listening hope you enjoy it yeah i mean i had the jelly this year and i have no complaints it was good right okay even though like half of it is literally still in my fridge right now like uh but and it's you know on it's on a quick path to death
1: <laughs> it's about to get ship punted into the uh into the trash can is yeah the, uh, is the goal there
0: like like nate robinson <laughs> <laughs> oh oh, oh, oh man. <laughs> Season starting on December 22nd, and mm-hmm. I think preseason starting in just a matter of days, I believe. I think it, about a week,
1: actually. Yeah. So it's, um, it's right. It's, yeah, I'm excited. Like, um, yeah, it's, it, uh, it's just, it's just crazy. Like I, the things that are going to be different from, um, from a normal season to this one. Um, not just, I mean, I'm I'm not talking about in terms of a pandemic. I mean, you take that out. I mean, these uh these rookies that they just got are they won't have a chance to really play a lot of games. So you probably won't see them. Well, it depends on, I guess it depends on the coach and the team, but you probably won't see them get a lot of playing time early on, at least, um, because they didn't get too many like preseason games to play in. Um, yeah, I I don't know. That's um, it's it, there's gonna be a lot of just different. I, coaches are gonna. I, I, I didn't think about this earlier, but coaches are gonna have to. Their strategies will be a little bit different with how they handle things. Just oh, like, yeah. that, you know, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, um, for the teams that were in the bubble, um, this is kind of a quick turnaround here. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, some of those teams are gonna be thinking about like the wear and tear on on their dudes, of course, um because of the quick turnaround. But then I just saw that the NBA uh, implemented like a, a little bit of a harsher penalty for resting players with no reason, um, specifically for televised games. Uh-huh. I think uh, is like a huge fine. And uh, that's kind of interesting because at the same time they're doing that, you know, these guys are having to, get get back ready to play and like you know it's only been like a month or uh, about a month and a half maybe
1: Mm -hmm. yeah that was to combat the um the Kawhi Leonard type of things right like the 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 taking rest for uh you know for load management or or whatever is that I, I I thought that's why they were implementing that rule specifically
0: yeah, they just they just recently, um, like basically made it a, a bit harsher, like to start uh, this season. Uh,
1: but won't they just like make? I mean, won't they just make up like they'll just make up a reason then, right? Like, you you know what I mean? Like, they can find something. I mean, every player always has like some sort of small ailment on them, anyways, right? Yeah. I mean, how do you? Like, where do you like? Where does the NBA draw the line and just say, oh, I'm yeah. at like that. Where you then? Yeah, like, where where are I mean? Are they going to have somebody in the locker room like checking, like a like an NBA sanctioned doctor who says, "Yeah, this guy can definitely play." You know.
0: Yeah, like uh, like Christoph Porzingis is out tonight. Uh, his cousin broke up with his girlfriend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's suffering from a broken heart. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. That's um, I just wonder how they enforce that, but I guess they have their reasons.
0: At the same time, um, they announced that they're not going to test for weed. Uh,
1: oh, I, I mean, that's obviously uh, amazing. So um, I can't wait for. I mean, J.R. Smith is is over there going. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is gonna that's gonna be fun because um, I don't know. I think you're gonna see some guys on the court with like bloodshot eyes and stuff.
0: Then you have the Raptors playing in Tampa.
1: Tampa, yes, yeah. Um, Interesting um, to see how this what what this does to them. I mean, this is kind of it's uh, it's not ideal, that's for sure. Um,
0: yeah, they got to play from Tampa. They're the Tampa Bay Raptors now, <laughs> and uh, that's because of the virus and <laughs> Canada not wanting it to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other aspect of the season that is gonna be super interesting, like um, the fucking virus, you know, uh the virus outside is right <laughs> fool <laughs> <laughs> It's terrible, dude um that's gonna impact this coaching decisions and shit as well. Well, first of all, I was just thinking today about how like if I'm a coach. I might be like, damn, dude, we're going to be like traveling and like doing all this shit. It's like kind of risky for some of these guys there. Some of yeah. them are kind of old. Like uh, I'm watching uh, footage of the Heat training camp and like uh, most of the people, including players, were wearing masks, but not everyone. And like Pat Riley and Andy Ellesberger are like sitting down there mm-hmm. watching him all go down and and they have masks and shit but it's like wow man like i would be a little bit uh wary of that yeah someone like yes someone
1: someone like pat riley and that's that's an old-ass man there right like he's he can't be i mean I, i wouldn't be hanging around some of the some of the younger guys too much i mean they you know even if they're you know like you know as we understand if they're even if they're asymptomatic they can still be uh carriers and then if he gets that i mean he's Way too old to be getting uh, something like COVID. Danny yeah. te- just had a heart issue. Uh, I mean, so he's technically, you know, compromised. I guess for lack of a better word. So it's um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's major. It's very very. It's you, they everybody has to be super super careful. So
0: yeah, it seems it th- seems
1: like they are. I mean, I have faith in the NBA. They they handled the bubble yeah. really well. So you know, I I don't yeah. think anything will go too wrong. But
0: yeah, they said uh, like forty eight players. At least so far, have already have it like coming in into training camp since like what um,
1: December 1st or something,
0: yeah, yeah, I yeah, I saw the same thing, yeah. And like the Blazers, I believe they just closed down their facilities to get to like deep clean it because Mm -hmm. of positive tests um so with them being like not in a bubble and and traveling and stuff and trying to trying to really do this i feel like it's going to be uh it's it's going to be impactful like on the season like we see in the other sports you know
1: yeah. I mean, um, if you're, if you're just looking at, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I noticed in the NFL, uh, I mean, they were, I think the, the Ravens right now are having some big time issues with, um, with, with COVID and they're most of the team. I feel like, I guess they have it. I mean, there, there's an NFL game on like tonight. Like it was, it was weird. Like this is a Tuesday night. And then last the week shit. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one, and last week I think there was one on, on Wednesday. So it's, um, it's it's just uh yeah they're having to reschedule them and then just and you know put them off until they everybody comes back clean and everything. It's um I mean I, I guess I guess the good thing is I mean you're combining all of this with the fact that like we do have there is a vaccine now it's just a matter of getting it administered. Um, obviously you're not going to get it to NBA players quicker than anybody else, but um you know it's got to go to like elderly and and um you know nursing homes and and people in impoverished neighborhoods and stuff like that first. But um you know. There is a vaccine, so I mean, this could all kind of go away slowly, somewhere around the middle of the season, that's maybe. True. You know what I mean? That's so true. yeah. So you know, I mean, that's 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 promising. I think so. I'm I'm excited. I mean, who wouldn't be excited? If there's a vaccine for a pandemic. So, but um, yeah. The Grinch know.
0: probably. The Grinch would be like, <laughs> <laughs> damn it's fucking Christmas wins again. God damn it. God, it's true. And
1: then his heart, of course, grows three sizes that day.
0: That's not healthy, though, you know?
1: No, it's super not healthy. I mean, there is literally a thing called, like, enlarged heart syndrome, and it's it's bad. Um, I think uh, there's a Denzel Washington movie where his son has that.
0: Oh, and, man.
1: Uh, and he has to, like, hold a whole hospital hostage so that he can get a new heart for
0: his son. So, And yeah. I've never even seen the Grinch's father, so he, <laughs> I don't think he's in the picture. So there's no real hope. <laughs>
1: man don't you lie to me don't you lie to me <laughs> my denzel impression <laughs> <laughs> okay jake okay okay all right all right okay jake <laughs> <laughs> some people oh, do it way better obviously uh but uh that is a that is a favorite of mine
0: so depth might come into play. You know what I mean? If dudes are like out for a second because they got the virus or they broke the protocol. Cause I believe like mm-hmm. they're not allowed to go out to bars yep. or clubs or anything like that. And there's, they're only allowed to go to like a list of approved restaurants or some mm-hmm. shit like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, It's going to be interesting. I, I, agree to that they'll probably handle it well and, and I have faith that they will as well. But uh the virus now it's it's hard to keep out of shit, you know, and they uh now there there's a lot of moving parts. So uh depth might come into play if that's teams that's are exciting. going out like the Ravens and shit, you know? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah I mean that that but that's exciting, right? I mean that's you know man it's when I was when I first started watching basketball I, I I would always be the type of person who made that excuse like, well, that team would have won if their one really good player hadn't been injured and the older I get, the more I'm like, you know what I don't care if if you lose because you your best player was injured like i mean I know it's it, it can definitely have an effect on a team, but next man up that's that's how it goes right like yeah. you have to yeah. the, the it, winning is winning doesn't matter who was on the court if you if you didn't have depth, that's your problem you have to have uh, you know, there's good coaching and depth goes a long way in the NBA. So, you know, yeah. it's like you know when the Warriors went out and got Durant, all of a sudden their depth suffered a little bit, if I remember correctly. And yeah. so, I mean, he goes down, and you're kind of you're kind of screwed, right? So, yeah, you know, they sacrificed to get him, and he's worth it, obviously, someone of his talent. But um, I mean, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, it's it's this this will separate this this will separate the teams that cared about depth from the teams that didn't care, if if that becomes an issue.
0: I wonder what American Gladiator would have did if it was still happening, you know, American Gladiator w- would have been easy though. They could have had a bubble off top. They don't have to travel or anything like that. Oh yeah.
1: It's always in one spot. It's indoors basically. Yeah. yeah. They
0: just have to like sanitize those giant Q-tip looking things. <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> but that's kind of like what the bubble was like, but I guess this time it's different. You know, they're, they're going to be playing in in arenas again and stuff uh, and traveling. It'll it'll be interesting. I follow Rowan Mad Carney on Twitter. He. Re- Has written for Sports Illustrated. Um, There's a lot of cool stuff. Cool guy doing cool things. What's his Um, name? Rohan Nadkarni. Okay. And uh, (laughs) he tweeted out, a person familiar with James Harden's thinking. Describe the Rockets' culture as toxic and call them the Knicks of the South. Oh, geez.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I was, uh, you know, I I was thinking to myself, do we want to do another episode that's James Harden related? But we absolutely kind of have to mention this because it is major right now.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, James Harden's beard is like the focal point (laughs) point of the NBA right now. Uh, Now that his buddy Westbrook has been traded to the Wizards for John Wall. Hmm. And like, that's kind of like weird to me because, you know, they got super close with Chris Paul, like to the finals, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, a game away and that didn't work out. And like, he kind of forced a trade for Westbrook. uh, you because know, he didn't want to play with Chris Paul, it seems, and allegedly, I don't know. But uh then Westbrook's like his boy, and then uh you know, Westbrook doesn't want to be there anymore. And now James Harden's not showing up to training camp. He as of now he just he just showed up today. But I saw he, that, yeah. He, he missed but, the first couple of days and then yeah they have a rookie coach, Steven Silas, that like, uh, has nothing to do with this, you know? And so it's like kind of <laughs> fucked up. Like they're asking him questions every day. Like, where's James? And he's just <laughs> like, uh, well, you'll have to ask him. But it's like, uh, awkward as fuck.
1: It's, um, I mean, he's, and, and, and the biggest thing is he's, he's literally come out and said, I want to be traded to a contender. And, um, Here's the thing I, I think people that I think a lot of people are understanding is that um, Houston wants someone of James Harden's value in return. Like they're not trying to get, they're not trying to do like a draft pick, um, you know, l- let's get some draft picks out of somebody uh, and, let, and a few like role players or something. They're trying to get like someone who, uh, someone else who's basically like a top five player in the NBA currently. Like they, that's what they want in return um so james Harden just said he wants out we get it and and is like we they basically are looking for somebody of his level yeah. and i don't that's really narrows your choices down to yeah. what you're going to be able to get you know
0: tilly frittata right He's trying He's to get boy. 96 michael jordan <laughs>
1: um so like man I, I don't know i mean there's this the, the big rumor is uh it's philly but like Honestly, if you're trying to trade with Philly, you got to get Embiid in return. Like that's that. Like you can't. There's no. There's no. That's what. That's what Houston would ask for. Basically, is is Embiid. I mean, or Simmons.
0: At least one of them.
1: I I feel like. I feel like they could settle for Simmons. But even then, it's like that. That's what. That's what you're gonna get for. For. For friggin.
0: yeah, you think Harden
1: that's all trying? it takes? You think that's all it takes? <laughs> you yeah. All it takes really? you yeah, you think that's all it takes? That's how you think that's all it takes, moment right there. Like, you think that's all it takes? But, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have a feeling they're, I mean, if I were them, I would open up my options a little bit just to actually get him moved out of there. But I get, they also even said that he may just start the season and they'll play, they'll play with a guy who doesn't want to be on the team clearly. So,
0: yeah, I've heard the argument of like, uh, uh, you know the league is is different now, and uh, maybe it's for the worse. And there's like too much player empowerment, and that like the Rockets should just make him just not trade him because they don't have to do anything. And all, yeah, that's true. and all that. And it's kind of true. Um, but you know what I'm saying? If you do that, you're basically like not trying to win anymore. Basically, exactly. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's right. not gonna be conducive to winning. It's going to just create what has been called a toxic culture. It's going to make it even worse. Exactly. Um,
1: If he doesn't want to be there, he's not going to necessarily, I mean, I'm sure his contract says, yes, he has to step on the court for the Houston Rockets and do something, right? Um, It's to his best interest to do something, but he doesn't necessarily have to care that much. And if, if you have a guy out there who's not caring and he's the best player on your team, you will not do well. So, I mean, it's in, their best interest to move him, you know, as soon as he says, I don't want to be here anymore. So.
0: Yeah. And then one thing that's not really going in their favor is they probably would have wanted to have Daryl Morey to be able to execute something like this. Right. The fact that they there. lost him. Yeah. Yeah. Is like, uh, doesn't help them with handling this situation well you know maybe they still will but uh if they're going to engage in some sort of trade it's almost guaranteed especially just the simple fact of how good james harden is it's almost guaranteed that they're not going to get back an equal return you know no it's
1: tough i mean he's he's in his prime he's top 5 in the nba you have to you have to go i mean if we're being honest if you're trying to get a player of his you know ilk right back in return You have to be looking for like Lillard or, um, geez, uh, Antonio Davis or like I'm trying to figure out who's another top five player in their prime in the NBA.
0: Man, Antonio Davis. (laughs) Wait,
1: what? Oh, shit.
0: In like a parallel universe, like Antonio (laughs) Davis has got like seven rings in a row.
1: That's in the Mexican (laughs) NBA.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh man, that's uh that's old. I mean Anthony. Why did I say Antonio? <laughs> that was dumb as hell. Um Anthony Davis uh is what I meant to say of course. Um but yeah, uh, Anthony Davis, I don't know, uh, Dame, um I mean I, it's tough to figure out what 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 do you, you know, you really Jimmy, Jimmy uh, Sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I appreciate that his stock went up, but uh people can chill just a little bit with his uh with his like skill level, I think.
0: Oh man, damn, you're still still a doubter, <laughs> I see. Still a little salty, also, but um That's true. The yeah. wounds the wounds are fresh.
1: It's still it's they too fresh. We didn't get to have like a full off season of like to let them heal, but um
0: yeah, it's kind of good though, you know. That's um, fine, yeah you know uh whenever there's a bad loss i always like when there's a bad loss but it's like the first night of a back-to-back because even though being on the second night of a back-to-back is not working in your favor Mm. it's still like you get an immediate chance to to be like nah like uh to just erase that memory you know yeah Uh, it's it's like when
1: you're playing pickup and you say run it back
0: yeah 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 so in that sense, uh, you know, that's a, a a cool element of this season. Um, and then we got the rookies on board. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean,
1: Jimmy is like top five most locked in players in the league. I'll, I'll say that if that if yeah. that works for you, yeah, yeah,
0: he's locked the fuck in. Um, <laughs> but man, this is all sort of awkward for John Wall. You know?
1: Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you brought him up because, yeah, well, I mean that's that's a good segue. So, I mean, he's now with Houston. He hasn't played since I believe 2018, somewhere in there.
0: Yeah, man, that was like a different world. My life was so different. Uh, the last time I remember watching him, I was at like a, I was at a restaurant, like outdoor patio, and I was watching him jump up on the scoreboard. After hitting a, a huge shot in the playoffs, uh-huh. was that against Boston? Was that? I, I
1: think that's the. One, I think that's the exact same game I'm thinking of. It's the versus oh, IT. Way. Yeah, versus IT. That's when IT was with them, and so it was. Uh, I think it was game five or six. It was in Washington. And I think yeah, and Boston was up um, by. They were up pretty far, but like they inbounded the ball to the Wizards, and they just kind of threw it up, and it went in, and that tied the game. I think it went to overtime, and. Yeah, that's that was an amazing game, actually. And I was about to say that's I think that's the last time I saw John Wall also. And I'm yeah. actually very, very excited to see him play again. Um, to be very honest.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hope I hope he's healthy because healthy John Wall, he was he was about to be uh, you know, someone you had to deal with in the playoffs like every right. year, you know? Yeah. Um but yeah, this is all sort of awkward for him. I mean, uh, we had spoken about it before and, and you threw it out there as a, as a trade possibility for him for Westbrook straight up. And mm. the shit happened. Uh, I think it was like them two straight up plus like a draft pick or something mm-hmm. uh, right. to, the, to the Rockets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, Westbrook in Washington, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun to me.
1: It's very fun. Wherever uh, Westbrook goes, it's going to be fun. You know that for you know that already because he, the dude jumps out of the building. He's he's a super athlete, and um, I mean, just put him put him with Beal and see what happens, right? I mean, what do they have to lose at this point?
0: Yeah, him and Beal uh, could could be pretty fucking awesome. I mean, uh, they also have Bertan's uh, killer three point shooter, and then they have right. uh, Hachimura the rookie from last year that he's got a lot of potential um, that, that could be cool. And, you know, the wizards have been kind of irrelevant. I mean, Bradley Beal averaged like 30 points or something, and he didn't yeah. even make the all-star team It was like, no yeah. one cared anything about what they were doing,
1: which I, I mean, I I, I think he was getting, uh, he was getting the shaft there, to be honest. I think that that really sucks. I mean, I, I understand being on a bad team, but like he, his numbers were, were a- exceptional i mean to put it to put it mildly um he should have yeah. at least been an all-star so you're kind of screw- screwing a guy over when you do that but now i mean you know it, it speaks to john how good john wall is that they've basically been you know like you said irrelevant this whole time while he's been out as for as good as bradley beal is playing he's kind of not it, it, the wizards are not a good we're not a good team if they didn't have john wall uh, uh, yeah uh,
0: that's true that is yeah. that is true
1: But you're not getting. I mean, you know. I know that technically Russell Westbrook is is a walking triple double. But does he? I mean, does that really vault them into where they want into like even into the playoffs? Like, can they even sniff eighth eighth place?
0: I think I think they'll flirt with the playoffs if him and Bradley Beal gel because Bradley Beal has uh the ability to play off the ball um he because of his shooting ability sure um and he he just has shown that in in his play as well and i think you know if you got westbrook relentlessly attacking the rim and like kicking it out to bradley beal um that is pretty strong as opposed to the opposite situation where you have uh James Harden, who was going to get, you know, like, uh, James Harden's going to get, he could get upwards of 10 assists in a game, but like, he also is going to just, you know, those assists are going to be like catch and shoot jumpers or quick layups, like, uh, and he's going to hold the ball a lot yeah. of the time. Ball dominant guard. Yeah. But yeah. then, uh, <laughs> I just saw this stat. Uh, according to Synergy, uh, John Wall has nine cuts that they have kept track of over his last 151 games, going all the way back to 2016, 2017.
1: Nine cuts, like he's cut yeah. the basket only nine times in the past 150 games he's played.
0: Yeah, like, like, uh, yes, that's, and uh, that's not good yeah, that's, that's not good. He has like a zero non-screen cuts.
1: (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. So he does not. Yeah. So which says that he does not move well without the basketball or he chooses not to move without the basketball.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know if that's him. I mean, he's been in Washington for his whole career and I want to say that Scott Brooks has been his coach most of that time um
0: i'm gonna look that oh up. yeah yeah that's true um you said and uh now he's back with him in houston oh wait are you oh you're still talking about john wall i'm sorry talking about
1: john wall yeah yeah um yeah so he's he's with uh yeah so scott brooks has scott brooks been his coach the whole time that no he has like no, a scott while no. in OKC. yeah
0: yeah john wall's had a few different coaches i feel and did you know he's actually Jonathan
1: Hildred Wall Jr.?
0: Wow. He should just <laughs> go by his full name all the time.
1: Yeah, he spells it well almost like me, but yeah, he's got he's got the extra H in there. But uh yeah, he's Jonathan Hildred Wall Jr.
0: Jonathan Hildred Wall Jr. <laughs> <With> the <laughs> slam.
1: Who's the one announcer that like says a guy's like full name? Oh, it's Breen. Mike Breen does that. He he Mike Breen does that. He says like full uh first and last names when he uh when he does when he says uh people's like announces them basically
0: <laughs>
1: he's like one of the few that does that as a matter of fact, which I didn't realize until uh just recently but john wall thirty uh coming off this injury i mean should be fresh um I don't know what he's been doing this whole time, I assume getting ready to be back but yeah. uh, I'm excited to see him i mean no matter what same
0: same yeah. and uh you know if Harden forces his way out of town and John wants left with the, the pieces that are there, if he still manages to be his old self, you know, after that, like Mm -hmm. Achilles injury, then that could actually be, uh, an ideal scenario because it's like a fresh start, brand new though. I mean, the organization itself is, is kind of changing and, uh, He won't have Harden there, and if they do trade Harden, they'll probably get a lot of shit in return. Ideally,
1: yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, you know, they're combining Wall with whatever they get back from a Harden trade, so they should get a huge haul. Essentially, I mean, if they're, I guess, I guess the the question is, are the Houston Rockets trying to just stay in win now mode, or are they? Or are they going to try and retool? The fact that they went out and got John Wall says they're in win now mode, if you ask me. Um, but if they all of a sudden trade Harden for you know draft picks and you know uh, trade exceptions and whatever, um, you know, then uh, then it's it's uh, it's kind of a waste to even have John Wall there, like he's got that giant contract. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's tough.
0: They also have Boogie and Christian Wood.
1: He did get boogie. I forgot about that. That could be interesting too. Boogie and John Wall on the same team.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh you got two guys recovering from injuries. from injuries. Yeah. yeah. Two guys
1: that are both that both have attitude problems as well. Yeah. But uh, but they're they're
0: from the same college. They team, are, yeah. And uh it it's uh something that's been talked about in the past, like teaming them up and they finally are on the same team.
1: I mean, there's just, I mean, it, if they start, I mean, they're going to start John Wall. If they start uh, Boogie as well, I mean, that's just like just alley-oops all day. That's, that's, that could be fun. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I, I don't know how I just, I mean, if, if they missed the playoffs, I wouldn't be surprised either, but yeah. But that's what I said about Houston last year too, after they got Russell Westbrook. So I was like, if they missed the playoffs, I wouldn't doubt it. And then they got like fifth. So, you know, man, what a stat that you found though. uh 150 games, nine cuts.
0: Yeah. Somebody posted that uh, on Twitter. Fella by the name of Jackson Frank. Shout out. Yeah. From the step back.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I was trying to figure out is like, who was coaching him this whole time? I mean, is that, is that a product of Scott Scott Brooks coaching? Is that, I mean, who, maybe that's just how John Wall is and he just doesn't cut. I mean, in today's NBA, I feel like if you're trying to win, like everybody has to be cutting at some point and, you know, doing screen and rolls.
0: And it's not a good set.
1: <laughs> so, you know, look, look at this though. Houston gets Dwight Howard. He leaves. Uh, he was the problem. They get Chris Paul. He leaves. He was the problem they get Russell Westbrook, he leaves, he was the problem. Like yeah. at some point, is it James Harden or is it the culture or like what is the, you know, coaches have come and gone as well. It's, um, man, I don't know. Any team would want James Harden on their team, but it's just like, you know, who, I mean, you, you can't say no to him, but, but you, he has to be coached a certain way. Or he has to like change the way he plays a little bit, or something. yeah.
0: I think I think what we've learned is James Harden is a special player. He's like one of the best players of all time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: super fucking awesome at playing basketball. <laughs> but he can't win a championship like as the dude. Yeah, uh, no, like at, not. like that's just, that. It just seems that way. It just hasn't happened. And uh, he's going to need to be a part of a team, which is like, you know, spoiler alert, like pretty much how it always is. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what's happening. And he's finally reached the point of like, where trying to keep going at it uh, as the guy and, and having, you know, not that much help, like, you know, he's had he's had these guys. He's had Westbrook and Chris Paul and stuff like that. But, you know, I think what he wants to do is go to a team where he doesn't have to be the dude still because he's been the dude still, you know, even when he had those teammates.
1: Yeah. we it's it, It'd be weird for him to go from, to take a step back. Because, I mean, who, so you have to put him with somebody who's better than him, basically. Right? I mean, at, at this point, because yeah. he's, he's in his prime still. So, I mean, you have, you'd have have to put in with somebody that's better than him. You'd have to send him to, like, I mean, Portland or, like, the yeah. Lakers. You know yeah, what like I mean? Send like,
0: him to Miami with Tyler Hero.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, man. I'm so tired but of seeing uh, the
0: face. It's neither here nor there.
1: Yeah, neither Hero nor there <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if you saw him there just as a... I don't know what Miami would would have to give up uh, in return, but... uh, Man,
0: yeah, I think his... The Rockets' leverage would have to be so low for the Heat to make that happen. I feel like James Harden would have to be like, I want to be on the Heat, and that's it. You know what I mean? Which would, like, destroy their leverage, and then the Heat could offer... Something that wouldn't involve giving up, like Bam. You know what I mean.
1: And Bam would uh, always have to be involved, basically. Exactly.
0: Like if I'm yeah. the Rockets, I'm like, you know, I don't want Tyler Hero for no. for James Harden. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, um, you're going after
1: Bam or Jimmy in those in those scenarios, really. So, exa-
0: yeah, and yeah, I don't just I don't think the Heat have like uh, a lot to offer. Because they're not willing to give up uh, uh, as much as the Rockets would want in return. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but I have this feeling that the Rockets are going to have to ask for less eventually. They'll they'll be forced to just uh, you know just just pull back on the reins a little bit and maybe just you know change and basically change up their whole their whole plan, right? Because they they put it, they kind of went all in on 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 Harden, so now it's just you know. It's, it's just a matter of either salvaging or just giving, giving up and saying we're not going to... I like, I like when a team doesn't give up. I like when an owner says, no, we're just we're trying to put a winning product on the floor right now. So we want something back for James Harden that, that is, that is um, you know equitable. But uh, at the same time, there is wisdom in just saying, well, we tried, uh, didn't get it done. Now we have to uh, start with draft picks and whatever.
0: Yeah, they're they kind of have become the Knicks of the South. <laughs>
1: they kind of are. Yeah, they're uh, they're a hot mess. Um, at, at this point, I'm I'm actually more excited about seeing the Knicks, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I don't even know, man. What what do the Knicks even have going on, man? They got uh, R.J. Barrett.
1: So they actually had a relatively somewhat damage free off season uh, i think right I, I they didn't they normally I, th- I think last year during free agency they kept getting all these like not great players but not terrible players also they were just like really really good role players type of a thing, and everybody was like, why are we like what wh- wh- you know stephen a was like why why didn't we get anybody out of this free agency or something you know and um I think this year they actually did they just they made relatively smart decisions considering it's the Knicks, right? So they have, they kind of have nowhere to go, but up. So it's, it's, uh, you know, it's good to see them just make somewhat smart decisions draft wise and free agency wise. So, but still you're right. What do they have?
0: Um, I I, I don't see them doing much. They got some exciting young guys, but you know, it's still, we, you know, we're still in this, uh, just rebuilding process, you know, uh, it hasn't hasn't been much since that that one really fucking good Carmelo team, yeah. Um, that one had like Boston, yeah, yeah. That that team was good, and ever since then, uh, they haven't been much of a threat, you know. But they have a lot of young talented players, uh. So it'll be interesting to see who like steps up, you know. Um, RJ Barrett is really talented. They have uh. Obi Toppin, you know, that they just drafted. (laughs) Great, (laughs) great draft name. Um, Mitchell Robinson, Um, Dennis Smith Jr., Julius Randle. I still uh,
1: kind of believe in Dennis Smith Jr. I also um, am, am, I have some faith in, um, God, I'm going to not say his name right. Is it Antilakina?
0: Yeah, Nidlikina. Nidlikina.
1: Nidlikina. Um oh, yeah, I think I, you crush
0: it right there, dude. Damn. I think that's I really, how you say it.
1: Yeah. You really crush it. Um yeah. I, I have faith in him as uh as a player. I don't know if he's gonna be what they expected, but I think he can still be a very, very productive member of their team. So yeah, I yeah. like him. I like I him
0: too. Um and they got they signed some interesting uh veteran dudes like uh Michael Kid Gilchrist, who mm-hmm. yeah. uh he's a good all around player, you know. Uh, Alfred Payton. Um austin rivers, so you know uh i don't think they're a playoff team, but I do like that they have a mix of young players because uh you know when you're when you're trying to get back on top that's what- you, that's how it starts that's how that's you, it. what yeah. you gotta
1: do. you just play tough defense, you have a good have good coaching, and then you kind of just you kind of just do things to get noticed, right? Like all of a sudden, oh everybody look what the Knicks are doing. You know, they're yeah and better than everybody thought. And everybody's like, oh maybe I'll consider going to the Knicks again. And it's just yeah, it's a slow and steady process basically.
0: Yeah. And you you see which one of these young players is gonna like rise to the occasion. And mm-hmm. uh yeah that's that's the situation there and uh it's been a while uh i i think it would be dope to see them be awesome again and uh it's been so long you know it's been
1: it's been a minute yeah um yeah it'd be nice to see like them and brooklyn have a good like rivalry going on and just uh you know and just be just be a force in that division again The Celtics have the largest trade exception ever in history because they moved Gordon Hayward to Charlotte, where he's going to sign a ridiculous uh, deal, at least in my opinion. but um, 12 months, so now they have to they have 12 months to use this trade exception. That's what I'm seeing here. And it's large. And so,
0: man, it's, uh, it's a big, fat trade piece trade exceptions can't be combined and you can only absorb a player whose salary is equal to or lower than the individual exception. Yeah.
1: That's Um, kind of what I figured. And
0: you can't combine the exception with another player's salary to take on a bigger contract. So I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you can use small chunks of the exception to sign multiple players. Uh, that's actually
1: and- was gonna that was gonna be my next question to you: Is can you use it? Yeah, uh, like, can you tap into it like multiple times? Sort of. I guess is, is is my is what I was gonna say.
0: Yeah, you can use it in chunks, which, um, according to this like NBC Sports article I'm reading, um, is like the most likely outcome of what will happen with the exception and yeah. the vast majority of trade exceptions go unused. Really? Yeah. Apparently. That's
1: interesting. Yeah. Cause most of them are probably just too small anyways for it to matter. But in this case, I think it's uh, I mean, this is, this is a literal exception <laughs> This is the exception of this, this exception <laughs> is the exception of the rule. Um, I think they, they almost have to do something with it. Um, I don't know what
0: they could, they could use it to get a guy on a, on a big time contract, you know, or Mm -hmm. anyone making 28 million or less. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. When you put it like a good, a good number, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Actually, it's funny. I I did see a list of players who fall under um, the trade or uh, under, or at the trade exception amount that the Celtics have. Um, I mean, fantastic names obviously right like uh Giannis is on there um I mean there's just all sorts of you know guys that that fit within that trade exception so it's um I mean it's interesting I mean I I think what you said is more likely is that he'll at Danny Angel will just use it multiple times to make tweaks here and there maybe um shore up the bench which is really what they needed to do um which is kind of what they why they lost in the playoffs last year to be honest so
0: um Damn. Yeah, so the, the Warriors had a $17 million trade exception that they used to get Kelly Oubre. Uh Kelly Oubre, Brie? 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 You like Brie? <laughs> Brie is pretty good. Uh, Brie is good. <laughs> they spread it on a cracker oh, and please. put a little honey or, or jam. Oh, I was just um, doing
1: yeah. that recently. Oh,
0: uh, Kelly O'Bree, Um, they got him with the trade exception. Um, mm-hmm. at a 14 million dollar salary, they used a 17 million dollar trade exception. So, uh, the Celtics could get a dude. Um, or this article throws out Aaron Gordon. You know, what if uh, Aaron Gordon is just suddenly available?
1: Could be. And but the thing is, I mean, where do you, fi- I mean, where, where do you fit these guys? Right. Like, I think, I think what they want to do is shore up their bench, right? Like, you have you know you're going to you're essentially starting um you know Kemba and uh, Brown Tatum uh Tyce and Thompson i I'm, I'm just i'm just guessing i don't really know wh- what they're going to do um you know Hayward was coming off the bench yeah so i mean uh, yeah it's it's all what they're looking for i guess i mean i i say you got to shore up the bench um i mean you never know that's the thing like somebody could be injured uh you know somewhere down the line, and it's a major injury and you're they're in kind of win now mode, so they have to go out and snag somebody, and that trade exception makes everything a little bit easier yeah
0: it's good yeah. that they have a year to to use it, you know
1: yeah, and Danny's a patient guy uh as we've seen he does not uh he does not make moves uh willy nilly so
0: yeah that's uh it's a big trade chip though that they have that was uh interesting outcome of the gordon hayward situation
1: yeah i mean obviously i mean would have liked something in return um you know i was high on miles turner but you know then i think danny wasn't to be very honest and i also think he was asking for more from indiana than they were willing to give up yeah um, which is what he does
0: yeah. Pacers uh all they got out of this was Gordon Hayward's kids going to school <laughs> in their local area.
1: Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Which like I was like, okay, he's obviously going to Indiana, but and he I mean he is from there anyway, so but I guess not. So does yeah. does Charlotte look dumb for doing this though? D- do you think?
0: I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, um it's something, you know, they they did they <laughs> they got a guy. That's yeah. always good. <laughs> um, you know, uh, I remember. I mean, just free agency doesn't always go well. Like, uh, yeah. the the Mavericks always they're they've been great for a long time. They're like right. always good, yeah. and the way things are looking, they're only going to continue to be very good. Agreed. Um, yet. They don't always have the best luck in free agency. When when big time guys have a cho- a choice to go somewhere, they've just gotten the short end of the deal. Sometimes, uh, I remember even with the Celtics, uh, I remember when Al Horford signed. That was like the first dude that just straight up came in free agency, like in a long time.
1: Yeah, it's the first it's first free agent they've, first big name free agent they've had in a, yeah an extremely long time. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're um, right. So on that level, you know, at least I know Gordon Hayward's not the it wouldn't it's different than getting him uh like back when the Celtics originally got him. Mm-hmm. But you know, if he uh, can return to his original form, I mean earlier in this previous season he was looking pretty good and if he's in a scenario where he's the guy again, um this is an opportunity for him to like reestablish himself you know um, i mean
1: he's he technically i mean he's he kind of kind of is the guy now i mean they got <laughs> they've got like Rozier, him and then um another player whose name i can't mello yeah exactly so Lamelo um,
0: ball we'll see right, how how good right. he is
1: that, i mean that that could be that could be an interesting thing so i i don't know i think he was just you know i think what hayward wanted essentially was To get sort of some guaranteed money because he has no idea what his after that injury, he has no idea what the future could hold, right? I think he just wants to get some guaranteed money that he that he that he, I mean, he's he's the Celtics kind of uh, I won't say that they sold high on him, um, but because they didn't get anything out of it essentially, except for the trade exception, but um, yeah, I mean, he he still had some clout left. I think he was collecting his bag while he still has some clout yeah. left as a decent player you know so um yeah i, I can't i can't blame them these it, guys have short careers and they're, if they're cut shorter by uh injury then uh, you got to get your, get as much money as you can so yeah
0: now that you mention it too uh i can't help but wonder if the pandemic has affected people's decisions because uh you know you have lebron recently extending his contract yes um uh a lot of these uh rookies extending their contracts, and uh you know, I feel like guys have an incentive to get it now get some get it right now oh yeah, because the the financial impact of the virus I feel like has yet to be like fully dealt with when it comes to like the the salary cap in the teams
1: right and yeah. uh,
0: they've managed to to keep it going for now, but they're taking losses, you know, and
1: uh I mean there's no there's no there's no uh, fans in the stands and that's a lot of money that's a lot of revenue.
0: Yeah so, I think uh Mark Cuban said something like he could lose uh more than a hundred million dollars like uh f- because of that uh as as a team you know and uh not everybody is Mark Cuban you know some of these guys right. are, are Tilly Furtada out here <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's yeah, like the 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 basketball team is kind of the only thing they have. And so yeah, you know I I see what you're saying. Um yeah, um, no, it's it's yeah, you you're right. I mean, I get it. Like get as much money as you can while uh while the getting's good. So Yeah, because
0: if they um the next time they have to like renegotiate the the collective bargaining agreement, it's going to be on a whole different playing field like with with the you know, aftermath of this pandemic. So, you know, when I see players signing extensions and like like Bam on a bio getting a well deserved like max extension. Yeah. yeah. Um a lot of these guys Fox. Um, but you know it's it's interesting when LeBron does something, you know, anytime he does anything, you kind of gotta take a close look at it, I feel, because he he's the guy and uh he went ahead and and extended and i know he's in a, a a great situation regardless so he probably would do that anyways but uh you know it it kind of makes it makes sense because before before this he was signing a series of like little tiny deals
1: right yeah uh and now he uh now he has to kind of think about uh Think long term. Yeah, no, I, I I see what you mean. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was signing short deals, which gave him a lot of leverage, mm-hmm. um, which was super smart, but also risky, like really banking on himself. But I mean, he's uh, a sure thing, you know, he's LeBron, so he mm-hmm. knows that everything be fine, um, and he's also getting older, but his extension will have him playing until the year that his son will yeah. most likely be eligible to play he would be yeah. just finishing high school um they would have to have changed the rule by then but it's it seems like uh that's in the air anyways like that's probably gonna happen so
1: yeah his um his son is good too um so but you know for the MB for for nba teams to want to consider him right out of high school it's it's still a, um, you know, that's that's still a little bit of a gamble, right? That's it's not it's not something. Um, I mean, if if a guy is good enough, obviously they'll they're they're definitely happy with trying to uh, snag him right out of high school. But um, it's it's still something you have to like think about, right? Like they haven't played at a super professional level. They haven't seen spotlight yet, you know. So it's, um, man, I I, I just I, I guess I'm I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I'm not sold on, on, on Bronny being Um, Bronny. Yeah. I don't know if I'm sold on him being like worth it to go after him right out of high school. I, I know he's good. I know he's learning from the right people obviously, but yeah, he um, might
0: need a college year on Lincoln.
1: Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, it's, and that's nothing that uh, I'm sure he's amazing, but, um, to be taken right out of high school is, is a very, very specific and special like circumstance for, for a guy, you know? Kobe, Garnett, LeBron—you know these are these are guys that were worth it to get plucked right out of high school. And so, I mean, maybe maybe a year or two of college wouldn't be too bad for him. I mean, as much as everybody is, thinks it'd be cool to see his dad and him in the NBA at the same time, I mean, obviously that'd be amazing. But um, you know, I'm I'm just gonna be a wet blanket right now. I don't think he, uh, I don't think he is. I don't think he's there yet. So, but he's still he's still super young. So it's yeah. Has a lot of time to develop, and but he's obviously going for it, right? Like he's he's wants yeah. to be in the NBA just like his dad. So
0: you're being a wet blanket. It's Tuesday, <laughs> uh, we're recording on Tuesday, so in honor of Taco Tuesday, you're, you're mm. kind of being like an enchilada. <laughs> it remains to be seen if is gonna be uh, an NBA level player by then. Um, but I but I do know that teams. like have trended towards young players, you know, like, uh, yeah. Like just with this current draft, you know, uh, there, there's some guys who, if you've played more than one year of college, uh, it's like they're old or whatever, you know, it's like, what? Yeah. You know, it's like, (laughs) that's insane. Yeah. Um, but that's, (laughs) but that's kind of how things are trending. So, He's got a good chance. Uh, LeBron will be 38 years old when his extension expires, and it would be beyond the 22-2023 season. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is, you know, I guess uh, if, uh, if drafting Bronny means that you got 38-year-old LeBron, is it worth it? You know, for uh, I could see so many teams doing that, like uh, like Charlotte or the Knicks, or you know, like uh, but uh, he's he's said that that's a dream of his, but he's also said that he he would play against him too. So who knows if you know he he has to play on the same team as him. It, it would be like a Ken Griffey Jr. situation.
1: Yeah. 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 And plus he's a dad first, right? Like he doesn't this I mean, as much as it'd be great to finagle something where he can be on the same team with his son. I mean, that's, that would be, that'd be amazing. It would be ideal. It'd be historic. Um, but LeVar
0: ball would be so jealous.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: that's true. Actually.
1: Uh, speaking of that, yeah. Side note, there are now officially, uh, three, all three balls. triplets yeah well, I was three thinking.
0: balls in the nba
1: yeah <laughs> I, I was i kind of wanted to just hear you say that to be honest so <laughs> this is
0: now an all ball family podcast we're called the yeah. three ballers <laughs>